Yeah. Good thing your house is big enough for everybody. Alright, what's going on? This is the We're Not Experts podcast. This is our very first episode. Uh, today, we'll be going over a couple different things, but first let me introduce ourselves. Alright, my name is uh, Cortez. This is BJ. And I'm Eric. And yeah, we're just going to go ahead and rock out from here. Alright, so today we're going to be covering a lot of different topics. Uh, just quick introductions. We all, we all, like, we're not really close friends like right. that. But we just kind of doing our thing right now. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of lost. So, what do you want to get into? Uh, what's the one topic you want to talk about? Um, what's one of the topics? So, uh, actually, before we start, before I do want to kind of want to kind of talk about you know. What we did for this Christmas season and whatnot. Okay. So, during Christmas, we all did a bunch of different things. Uh, what about you? Oh, yeah. I went I went down to Bladen County. It's about an hour from where I live. Spent time with my lady's family, who don't speak no English, so it uh, kind of gets interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about y'all? I know. Uh, we went, me and Cortez, we went to the mountains up there near Asheville. Uh, stayed up in the cabin. And uh, went out there, and I worked for Christmas Eve and Christmas, but during the Christmas time, we was up in the mountains for about two, three days. Yeah, so I was just telling him a little bit about the mountains. So it was a, a real dope trip, but of course it was like a hiccup <laughs> once we got there initially. So while we were there, like at the very beginning, like me and Alice, well, everybody else beat us there. Well, me and my wife and our family, we got there last. So we walking into the room or into the whole cabin and we start walking downstairs. They're like, all right, y'all room is downstairs. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so me, you know, just being happy to be there. I'm not really paying attention to what's going on around there. But as soon as we walk down there, my wife hit me. She's like, hey, what's that smell? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't really know what you're talking about. And I was like, it's a pool table right here. We got this nice little bedroom. Of course, the bedroom ain't really closed off, but I'm not complaining too much. And then my son, he comes out the bathroom, I don't know why, but he has this tradition, like wherever we go, every single vacation, the very first thing he wants to do is take a shit <laughs> in whatever bathroom that we use. It. So he comes out the bathroom and I just, it just hit me. And I'm like, oh, you know? And my wife's kind of like pissed off. So then we start looking around and I started noticing the tiles on the ceiling. It's like little brown spots everywhere. So I look up, and it was like after I smelled that, sh that shit, it was like a smack in the face, like wake up moment. And I'm looking around, and I'm starting to see all the flaws in this little basement, right? So looking around, I see these brown spots, and I'm still like, whatever, I'm a pretty tough dude. I'm going to sleep down there regardless. And she's like on the phone with her friend, just complaining the whole time, like, yeah, we're not sleeping down right. here, blah, blah, blah. We got, we're about to get a hotel. About to get a hotel. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, just chill out. Like, we can deal with it. So then, BJ comes down. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's not, he's like, it's pretty nice down here. All right. Then they open the garage door, and there's like a hole in the ceiling, and you can see the mold All just descending down. Black mold everywhere. <laughs> and that, that's what they were smelling the whole time. And I showed Alice, my sister, 
and Cortez and Alex like, yeah, hell no, we're not staying here. <laughs> so she, uh, I ended up giving up my bedroom so they could stay in it because they were going to go book uh, a hotel. Hold on, hold on, so rewind it. Let's rewind it just a little bit, right? So she gets all mad. She's like, you know, we're not sleeping here. So we go upstairs and her sister's the one that booked the cabin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I got to tell that part. <laughs> so her sister... It's like real upset. Well, she's like up there, you know, just cooking, mind her business. Yeah. And Alice comes up there and she doesn't know how to start the conversation. So she's like, yeah, um, we're about to stay in a hotel. And her sister already knows what's getting ready to come. So she's like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all can stay in a hotel. So then Alice kind of nudges me and is like, yeah, Cortez is looking for us a hotel right now. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Cortez ain't looking for nothing right now. It's like, I ain't starting no issues. Just let me be. So then she ends up talking to her mom. Her mom ends up going in the basement. Mind you, their mom is very health conscious, right? Right. So she walks down into this mold field basement and then the smell hit her like immediately. She's like, oh, she pulled the shirt of her face like this. And she's like, yeah, no, they can't sleep down there. Mm-hmm. So then she talks to the sister so that we can get the master bedroom because we right. have the most kids. The most kids and my sister she has a master bedroom, biggest room, and she had that's it, all just her in the room. Everybody else has their girl or their wife with them and kids, but she's the only one in this big ass room with no, with no, with nobody else is her. Exactly. So we thought it would make sense for Allison Cortez and the kids to go in the big master bedroom, but she threw like a big feel like no, no, I'm staying in this room. Yeah, she was not having it. So yes. BJ being the, the kind-hearted person that he is, he gave up his room. I was like, okay, cool. So then later on that yeah. night, you know, we had a good night. Yeah. And everybody goes ahead, goes to bed. So we were sleeping. And I don't know what it was. There was like a weird, like, energy slash freezing moment in the house. Right. It was like 4 in the morning. <laughs> it's like 4 in the morning. And I'm just laying in the bed. <clears throat> Alice is over there tossing and turning. And I'm like, man, it is cold as hell in here. So then I go ahead and I get up, and then I see him out in the, the living room area. Right, I'm up. He's up, too, on his phone. And then I was like, your brother up, too. <laughs> so then she go out there, and she, like, ask him, like, what's going on? And then we walk across the hall, and their sister's up also. Yeah. So everybody's up at 4 o'clock in the morning, which is not a normal occurrence for any of us because everybody likes to sleep in a little right. bit. But then my wife goes in, she turns on the light, and I'm looking around the room. And at this point, I'm like, yeah, I need to get out this cabin. I was like, we need to leave. And I look up, and I just see mold in the cracks of the wood in the room that we just moved into. And I was like, I thought I was like imagining it. So I was like, is that mold? And I get a little bit closer to it, and I'm like, no, yeah, no, yeah that's mold. It's mold. And then there was like mold next to where my head was. I was like, no, we got to go. And I woke up at 4 o'clock, I, I, I couldn't breathe, I was hacking and everything. I was like, what the hell's going on? It's just the air. And then my girl was up too, she has asthma, she, like, she had trouble breathing. So I got up and went to Alice and Cortez's room, and they were talking about the same thing. And then Cortez showed the mold in his room, was like, yeah, we can't stay here no more. It was, just, it was just hilarious. Yeah, so we ended up having to find a new Airbnb. Then we ended up going to breakfast. Which is a weird town. Like yeah. I can't even think of the name of the town. But all Sil- I know is Silva. Silva, yeah. yes. Silver. So we in Silva. We walk in there. Immediately there's a dude like me mugging. 
as soon as I walk in there to kind of recon the area real quick, just to make sure we got enough seats. And I'm like, okay, so we can get, get those two tables back there. And I'm just getting weird vibes. The waitress was really nice, though. Oh, yeah, she was nice. But then there was an old dude. <laughs> <laughs> and the old dude comes in. He got his nose turned up. Yeah, yeah. And I just hear all them bust out laughing. And I'm like, oh, what are they laughing at? Because I had to sit at a different table because there's too many of us. I see this dude just looking at the table, just... The meanest look on his face. Staring <laughs> us down. Staring us down. And we're all just looking like, what, like what's wrong? What's, what is he looking at? Well, he's his approximate age. <laughs> no, he was about 70. Six, yeah, oh, yeah. 60, and 70. you guys are close to Tennessee or in Tennessee at this point? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I already know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. We all walked in there. It's, you don't really see too many black folks in this town. <laughs> And it was like, what, eight, nine of us? And everyone's just looking at us. And like we said, the, the, rate, the waitress, she was real cool and everything. But it was this one particular older white guy in his 70s just staring us down. Like like, uh, like he was just confused, like a confused stare. And we're all, we all walked out. And all my nieces were saying, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And the guy just didn't say nothing, just kept staring. And just, yeah, just meme mugged the kids. I was like, okay, kids, man. Like, all right. We ended up leaving. But the food was good. It was good. As good as Waffle House. Well, I love Waffle House, me personally. I've never had an issue with Waffle House food. No. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but Waffle House has always been good to me. What about you? You like Waffle House? I only had, the first time I had it is when I moved to North Carolina. Before yeah. that, um, Northeast, we ain't got it up there. We don't have it up in Michigan yeah. either. But like, as soon as I, I came back from this last deployment, this Waffle House has been like that spot. Yeah. Like every single time. I don't go out of my way, though. Cause that should give me the bubble guts, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, too all like usually everybody's saying that's that food that you eat from after you had that night out, mm -hmm. and everybody just kind of want to eat. Guys, <laughs> that's what's up. I don't. Is it still working? I think so. It's so. still recording. Yeah. Though. I don't know You're why they're trying to turn it on. I got you. Uh, it look like it's not even on. Might want to mark this time so you know to cut it out. Yeah. Whatever it is. I don't know the time. Yeah, it's about 10 minutes. All right. So let me go down. Yeah, I got to unplug it. Do you? the damn TV went out. This is an old TV, too. <laughs> Think about blue up. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> let me see. As long as we stay recording, yeah. I'm going to just rock with it like that. Yeah. Okay, that works. Still it's still recording. recording. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's so it's right there. It's a red light under there. All right, so yeah, we were talking about you know going to Waffle House, and I can just think about all the times to where I went there and everybody's on social media, you know, recording everything on Waffle House and whatnot. Which kind of brings me to our next topic a little bit. So, how do y'all feel about people crying on social media? Like, cause with since TikTok became a thing, everybody has been. I don't know if you noticed, but everybody's crying on social media. Everybody's like, got to make sure their angles are good. And they're sitting there recording themselves and like just crying full tears on social media. So how do y'all feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I know me personally, it just makes me think about the generation as a whole, especially when you have grown men, you know, because I remember back in the day, like, I'm not saying that it's not okay for men to cry, but... Yeah. It was never acceptable for men to be out there, like looking, looking weak, pretty much. But what are, what are they like? What are they crying about? Cause I haven't really seen it that much. Uh, so, so, like, are they? Me personally, I don't even have a TikTok, so 
Alice is always on there. And she's yeah. like scrolling through stuff, and people are always crying, like, "Oh yeah, I can't pay my rent this month." So I'm crying on TikTok. Yeah. And then you have like these people that are on there and their houses are like filthy. Mm -hmm. And they're like recording their houses saying, yeah, I'm depressed so I can't clean my house up. Yeah. And it just makes me think like, where is the shame? <laughs> like, I remember back in the day, like people used to be ashamed <laughs> to let somebody come in your dirty ass house. Right, <laughs> right. You ain't coming over if I didn't. But yeah, they broadcasting it on social media. Like, yeah, we need to normalize, and that's a that's a new word that I'm tired of hearing. Normalize. Normalize. Try to force stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to normalize everything, <clears throat> but I'm not. I'm kind of gonna leave that alone a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't really seen too much too many people crying, so I ain't kind of like that's why I was like, what do you mean? I see it all the time. Like I'm talking real tears, and the worst part about the videos is when they're crying, they find the right angle. Like you see them. <laughs> You know it took like three or four takes yeah. to get this perfect yeah. like video of them crying because like the angles is like yeah. <laughs> like who cry like that, right. bro? Like, I don't know. It, well, the the where I think it came from is having this in your fucking pocket because we didn't have that when we was kids. That's a good. So one. now all these teenagers, I didn't even have this as a teenager or a young adult. So all these motherfuckers that have this shit all day long, they sit there like this, and I, I feel weird being out in public like this all day <laughs> when motherfuckers walking behind me. No, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. I'm embarrassed for you to be doing this all day, but they have no shame. And that's crazy. Like just to think about where we're headed. And I was just thinking about like, if we were to actually have to draft <clears throat> half of these kids, it, it, it'd, be, it'd over. be bad. It'd be real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Like to the army, like say military wars. Yeah, war, say we, we yeah like war. everybody's talking about these wars is getting ready to come, right? But if we have to draft these kids into a war, like it's gonna be crazy. Nah, ain't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, so I'm good. I don't know. I just see people crying all day, working with younger people too, all day long. Yeah. Just see them worried about everything that doesn't even shouldn't affect them. Yeah. They'd be worried. And it's about like it. and. So one thing I will give a credit to is the fact that with those phones, it does make those kids feel like they have to worry a lot more. Mm -hmm. It's because you have all this information about everything going on in the world mm -hmm. using in that, your pocket. that phone yeah. right there. Like, in your damn pocket. And it's kind of sad. Like, and there's a lot of people committing, like, suicide. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Or, or like, they, if I'm going to put this on YouTube, I got to make sure I use the proper term. Want to self-delete themselves, right? Yeah, self-delete. <laughs> yeah, self-delete. Yeah, like that's a thing. I've so you can't that. use. You can't say take your life or anything like that. Self-delete. Mm -hmm. So yeah, self-delete is mm -hmm. perfectly fine. Some, some like a computer. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> well, we're all a fucking computer. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much part of computers at this point. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just while we're on that topic, all right. If it came down to it. Would you want to know when you were going to die? Uh, I'm on the fence with this one. I, I would say yes, only in the sense of so I can know what I like, what I can like. Say if I knew I was going to die when I'm like 40, then I know like, oh, I can live my life, do all of this before 40. But then once the time gets close, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to die. But, um. But yeah, like when I'm 39, I'm running up all my credit cards, buying everything. <laughs> Leave it to your family. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't know when they're going to die. They got to pay the rest of your the debt for the rest of their but, lives. But that, 
I feel like if you, if I did know when I was gonna die too, it would kind of like hinder myself and what I would do with my life. Like, oh, I don't need to go to college. I'm gonna die at this age or something like that. So it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of hard. Uh, I would say yes, but then I but then if I say uh, if I know when I'm gonna die, I'm like, once the time gets close, I'm like, all right, how is it gonna be? Like, how am I gonna die? It's gonna be some crazy. I'm gonna be driving in a car and I get in a car accident or what? But I think ultimately I probably would want to know. I think so. What about you? I don't think so. No. I wouldn't want to know because it would change the way I do do my business right now. See, yeah, you know what I mean. What, yeah, that's what I was so saying. then I would ditch everyone. I'd no. be like, oh, fuck you, man. Hey, nice, nice house, man. I'm gonna burn it down. See you later. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. I'm gonna die soon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I feel like I'm definitely on that side of the fence just because I know for a fact if I knew my time was about to be up, I would be out here living real reckless. Reckless, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like to the point that, like. Depending on how I also knew about it. Yeah. So I would buy like a super fast car. I'd be speeding through, just doing whatever the hell I want to do. Mm-hmm. Just living real reckless. Like, say if I was getting ready to die at about, like you were saying, like 40 years old. Yeah. I could just see myself out here. Like, I probably wouldn't be ma- like be married. I wouldn't be trying to follow yeah. Yeah. like a godly path. I would be out here living real reckless. Mm-hmm. In every, every sense of the word. But then, what if you found out you were dying at 84? You knew, like you know your whole life. You yeah, have eighty four years to live. Oh, then you're, then you're set. You're though. set. So you so you can start. All right, I'm gonna do this as a career. Do this. Blah blah. blah have these kids and whatnot. So it's like you're good. But if, but then if it sucks if I if like yeah, it's gonna be thirty years old. Like all right, yeah, now nah, I'm just gonna live like a reckless lifestyle. See, that's a trick too, though. Yeah. I'm so if you know you're gonna die eighty four, you don't know in between however old you are to eighty four. You could live like shit. For the yeah, rest of your yeah, life, yeah, 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 you know what I mean. Yeah. It's not a set. And if I if I were to know I was gonna die sooner rather than later, yeah, I was gonna say so. That would be a big one too. Is well, knowing the time, like when are you gonna give me this information? Like, exactly. if I gonna yeah. get this but when I'm? If you told me like right now, I'm 26 years old. I'm gonna die. My, I'm 84. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I have a long life ahead of me still, and I got I know what I can know what I can do. But if I knew right now, 26, I was gonna die at 40 years old. My whole life would change. I would. I probably wouldn't be doing the stuff I'm doing now. Okay. Exactly. So wait, let me kind of throw an extra which little it, wrench which, in here. It does kind of suck. So, what would you do with that information? Like, what would be the first thing that you would do right now if you knew tomorrow was your last day on earth? Tomorrow, tomorrow my last day. If you well, no, nah, I'm not gonna say tomorrow. Let's go next week. If you knew next week was gonna be your last week on earth, right? What would be the first things that you would do? Mm. Honestly, I give everything away. You know what I mean? Okay. And then I go <coughs> shitty for the next week. You say you go what? Shitty. Shitty? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably spent a lot of time on family that last week, I guess. And probably do some stuff I always wanted to do within those seven days. Would you like, tell what? your family, though? Yeah, I would, t- I would tell them. Did you tell them that you was going to die? I would tell them. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, just so they know. I would tell them so they know. Uh, I feel like it would be better expected than me here one day and gone like the next. Like uh, they didn't know anything. Okay. Uh, but I don't know what I want to do. That's kind of because then it's like you're, you're fi- like those seven days are gonna be the quickest seven days of your life. It's mm-hmm. not gonna be this. You know, some weeks go by slow. It's gonna be the fastest seven. It's days. like t- having time off of work. It's gonna be. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you gotta go back to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be the quickest seven days of your life. 
So me personally, I think the very first, well, yeah, I would definitely, the first thing I'm going to do is tell my wife and I'm going to be like, all right, well, we got this much time and then I'm going to have to go visit my family up in Michigan. I'm going to have to do that just to spend a little bit of time with them. Um, yeah, I think that would be like what I do with that time up there because I don't feel like I've done, like, I don't feel as if I need to do anything in my life at this point. I feel like I've experienced quite a lot. You want to make like a, even if it did, if I had kids, I would make a video because they're not going to understand at that young age what death is. Sometimes some, some kids don't understand, so by the time they get older, they realize and you can tell them all the stuff you want to tell them and all that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, making a video would be pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell them. You wouldn't tell them? No. no. Make it harder. Because then they would know for the next week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I the feel anticipation like, of it. I feel it like you would probably worse. have to keep that information. It's worse until. than it just happening. So, like, say if you got it right now that you was going to die in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would tell Alice that I'm about to die in two weeks. Just because then every single day she'll be thinking about it. And also feeling like trying to feel bad. I think I would so tell her, like, you. I would tell her the, the day, day before. before. Yeah, the day before. The day before. That's crazy. It's a morbid topic, but mm-hmm. it's something that I've always like thought about. Yeah. What if y'all was like in a crazy argument the day before? Like... <laughs> now I wouldn't even argue because like I'm to a point now to where I know how to how to get out of arguments and whatnot. Yeah. And if I had that information, like that little whatever we're arguing about, because it's always something stupid. Like I wouldn't even that wouldn't even matter. engage in it. Yeah. Wouldn't even engage in it. And that's another crazy thing right there is like when you get in uh just being in relationships in general you know like i don't know about y'all but i know for a fact i know when an argument's coming before it even starts every time like as soon as like as soon as i look at something and i hear her tone i'm like oh <laughs> it's coming sometimes you know, it's my fault you know, <laughs> i've been doing, doing some stupid shit and then she calls me out <laughs> <laughs> And then I, I I have the nerve to get mad at her. I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I'm just, I just want to argue. But most of the time I walk away from it. If if she gets mad about something, she's right. I let her be right. Mm-hmm. I try not to say anything. But if if it's burning in my head, I'm gonna fucking do something. Like here you go, <laughs> deal with that. No, I mean, <laughs> like whenever me and I get into an argument, it's more or less about who's right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's always about the dumbest stuff. Mm-hmm. But I get so mad when I just know I'm right. And I'm like, that's not the I, answer. I just let it, you just let it rock. Like, they can believe what they want to believe. I know yeah. I'm right. I'll be feeling like that too. Like, it's fine until she really started to like talking afterwards. I and like, she's like, yeah, I, I know I'm right. And I'm like, oh, stop right there. Yeah. Let me fix this. But yeah, that's just a crazy situation in itself. So no, you wouldn't want to know you when you're gonna die. You wouldn't want to know either. Nah, I wouldn't want to know. Well, it depends. And if I didn't know, I wouldn't tell no one. So for me, it's a little bit conditional. If you were to tell me when I was a teenager, then my decisions would have been a lot different. Oh, big time. Had I known, like, uh, I think I would have wanted to know as a teenager if I was gonna die at like 40 years old. Yeah, I want to know that. Um, maybe, maybe. But me right now, I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't want to know right now. I'm in my 30s. 
Ain't gonna worry what's gonna happen. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am good. So if so if you did find out you're gonna live you you would die at eighty four, how would how would that change your life now? Honestly, it wouldn't change. It, it wouldn't change, change much. Because that's what that's a normal that's a normal life. Yeah, I mean, right? I'd be happy to live till yeah. eighty four. That's normal, as long as it's in my sleep. Or if it, <laughs> it's either got to be in my sleep or some horrific ass shit. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like something quick. Oh, quick. You yeah, see what yeah, I mean? Quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something crazy where it's just like bam, yeah. dead. So let me ask you all this because I, I was recently approached with this because my mom. She has to get surgery, mm-hmm. and she was just kind of breaking down you know, everything, like er- the way that she wanted to do everything when it came to her, like if anything bad was happening to the surgery, she said, you know, if for whatever reason I'm in a vegetative state, let me go. Like, if you had a choice in the matter, like, let's say you knew you were going to live until you were 84, mm-hmm. right? But you found out at some point, like you were out there living real reckless because you knew exactly when you were going to die. Mm-hmm. Would you end up paralyzed or something? Until 84. Yeah. Would you end it? I I, always, I don't think. From the neck down? Yeah. I couldn't live so like Chris that. Chris Arisa? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I could not live like that. Yeah. Nope. I'd be pissed. <laughs> my family told it, uh, you let me live till I'm 84. Didn't pull the plug knowing I was paralyzed with the neck down. Well, the thing about it is... It, so, am I cheese sauce, or am I able to talk still? So, like, am I able to move my head? Look, you like talk? Stephen Hawking? I'm like Stephen Hawking. Yeah, like you so can't he, really he, talk. You got to use the, the yeah, the but thing. he's still a living thing. Like, that's an argument you have to go into for uh, vegetative state. Mm-hmm. Are they alive, but they're brain dead? Yeah, their body's working, but they can't communicate with. Even you. if my body, even if I could move my neck, talk, I still wouldn't want to do it. So they would have to do something other than pulling the plug, though, because. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little bit more. They would have to like slap you up with like a wiffle ball bat for like 150 times till you die, you know? <laughs> yeah, because no, I don't, I don't think I could. Could you imagine, like, that I mean, you had to put that burden, I mean, I know. On whoever it is, on whoever, yeah. Uh, like, I know y'all, it's a vow still to sickness and health to the WD part, but that means Alice has got to take care of you, bathe you for next, till you're 84. Yeah, you kid. I mean, this is a choice you'd have to make, but I don't think I could put that burden on someone, and I, I wouldn't want to be taken care of, not being able to run, walk, do all of that stuff anymore. Like, drive, nothing. You can't play basketball, football, soccer with your kids, nothing. You can't even play video games. No. You can't even play, can't Actually, even play video games. There's videos of people who are paralyzed from the neck down use their mouth. And they're good. Oh, yeah, yeah. You seen them things? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Them yeah. things, my bad. I ain't never them, seen the, the videos, not yeah, the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> not the people. Hats <laughs> 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 off to them, but still, not them <laughs> things and them people like, yeah, I'm talking you, about you the can't videos. Even, yeah. You can't even go grab Oreos at your, your day and Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't do anything. Everything, you gotta ask. So yeah, like I would have to figure something out. <laughs> I'd probably be contemplating suicide. <laughs> Self deletion. Self deletion, man. You gotta be kicking. <laughs> so I already know Al's probably get upset. You ask her to go get something in the car or something. Yeah, so yeah. imagine the rest of your life every day. I just imagine like yeah, like can you get can you get the door slamming? <laughs> that goes that goes back to what I was saying. That's why I don't wanna know. Cause if I do, it could be eighty four, like we were. I said earlier, yeah. you don't know how that the period from now until then is. Yeah. Could be shit. So I don't want to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good point. 
You can't even kill yourself. No. Mm-mm. What are you gonna say? Well, nah, I'll be like, yeah, just fill the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, butterfly effect. You remember that movie? Yeah. That, that one alternate reality he had where he was a <laughs> I mean he was <laughs> No, yeah, I do he remember was that. Quadriplegic, and he tried to drown himself <laughs> in the bathtub. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I actually did have one good topic that I didn't want to talk to y'all. <clears throat> so, body positivity. I'm talking about uh, just is it really okay for so, for like? Go ahead. Let me. I think I know. What you're is saying. it okay? If, like, do you think it's it should be acceptable for anybody to just feel like? That their body is enough. Let's see, he's here. <laughs> to say that they're what? So, you know how now everybody's like, yeah, let's just, uh, our body is our body. You know, don't, you don't have to lose weight. You don't have to be better. Like, yeah, I know, I know you're talking about. How do you feel about that? So, you're talking about, like, say you have, like, a, a heavy set person, bigger person. And say, yeah, do you think that person you should? You should be comfortable in your body. Yeah. So, I think that promotes this, like, a. Uh, I think that's 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 such late like laziness like oh you're promoting like oh I don't want to be healthy and promoting high blood pressure and this that and the third and it's a, a bad lifestyle because they want they just want to accept the fact that they're big and they're just gonna keep eating and living a terrible lifestyle instead of just of course there's gonna be some big there's gonna be big people's genetics or whatnot but you can just, you can still fight it or whatnot but I think. They say that to just be more comfortable. Well, I'm big. I'm never gonna get healthier, so I'm just gonna keep living this bad lifestyle. So me honest. personally, I was thinking about that myself like the other day, and like I don't really care about people being big, but it's no. like, are you a burden on the rest of like people? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the rascals in the Walmart. Yeah. So I was watching, <laughs> watching my 600 pound life, mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't get people get that to that point, bro. Like that show is crazy. That doctor did not be feeling any sympathy for me. No, if you ever no. watch that show. Yeah, I've seen that. But no, it was one episode in particular that I'm thinking about. And the lady, she was trying to get in the car, and she got stuck. So they ended up having the the ambulance had to come out there, pull the lady out the car, put her on a stretcher. They couldn't carry her on a stretcher, so they had to wait for another ambulance to come. And I was like, I was just thinking to myself, like, yes, you know, you should be okay with who you are. Mm -hmm. I absolutely feel that way. I There's feel like everybody point. should be okay with yeah. who they are. But do I think that you should stop trying to progress yourself? Absolutely not. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm basically trying yeah, to say. Uh, that's pretty yeah. much what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta stop. Like, you have to think... I'm a, while I'm over here drinking beers on your beer. No, no, you could. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm saying, like, yeah, you, you can be big, but still, prog like, still progress going to the gym, eating right, and doing cardio and whatnot, and be happy with who you are with, within your body, but... Don't be happy and still keep like living like a negative lifestyle as in <coughs> eating trash or just oh uh, just keep putting on more weight and whatnot or because it's it, it get it affects your health eventually in the long run. Yeah, yeah. It, me personally, like I've never felt because you know once you get like past a certain size mm -hmm. that you get a disability check. Word from the yes. government. Yes, you get a disability check yeah. because you're technically disabled. Like you can't walk. So yes, you get a disability check once you get so big. So the country is already giving people all of these different, these different materials like food stamps and whatnot in order to buy all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we already America promotes a lifestyle to where more yeah. you need more, you need more, you yeah. need more. 
I think, I feel like for the most part, we're not really putting out the right messages as Americans. And then for us to make people big and then tell them, yes, it's okay for you to be big and not try to be better. I, I don't necessarily agree with that message. Right. I mean, because there's Gap commercials right now to where everybody's promoting this body positivity stuff. And I'm like, okay, yes, it's fine to be okay with your body, but a lot of times y'all aren't progressing. I feel like I'm talking in circles at this point. Yeah, it might be. I don't know, man. It's the times. Again, we were just talking about people doing this all day. Yeah. So. You got some big people that are, like, that are healthy, though. Like, you no, know, I've like, seen them. Like, there they, are like, big you see like, the whole line on NFL, like, they're, they're big, but they're, they're healthy. They, they uh, work out. But some people are just genetically big. Mm -hmm. and that's, that's how it is. But, yeah, there's big people that are healthy. I mean, and let's also, I'm also going to exclude those people that have injuries, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly, some people yeah. have injuries where they can't, they can't do anything. Yeah. But sometimes, some, like, uh, on my 600-pound life again, a lot of those people, they have those injuries because they got so big. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like, my knees, my legs, I can't walk. I'm like, yes, your body's bigger than your legs are. But if that's how they want to do it, that's that's them. But I, I could never let myself. I mean, to each his own, you yeah. know? I mean, at the end of the day, but... That's always been one of the things that's always bothered me. Yeah. I can't believe I spilled all that beer on my leg earlier. Oh, you did? Yeah, you didn't see that? Oh, no, I didn't even <laughs> BJ, you see that shit? shit? I opened that damn beer up, put it here, and it started overflowing. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> all over my leg. It didn't hit the ground. Luckily, it was all over my leg, so I've just been sitting here for about 30 minutes doing this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so how long... Do you think is a reasonable timeline to visit your family? I know for all of us, our family dynamics are a little bit different. What do you mean, how long? So, let's say you get a vacation, right? You get like a two-week vacation from work. Mm -hmm. Just say you didn't necessarily live in the same state with your family. No. How long do you think you can tolerate being there with your family before you're like, okay, it's time to go? But, if, but when I'm not in the same state as my family? Yeah. So, let's just hypothetically say you're not in the same state with them. I think you determine that uh, when you make your flight ticket. <laughs> kind of, sort of, but... All right, so let me give you an example. Because there's been a couple times where I went home, mm -hmm. and I was there. Well, usually I drive, yeah. so I never really have a flight, okay, so I drive okay. up there. Well, I, I guess it depends how much you can like tolerate some, some of the stuff that happens at the house. Cause, like, say if I go to my mom's house and I didn't live in the state... And I got all the kids and this, that, and the third. Say, say all my family's there, every, everybody. And like day one, day two is going good. And then day three is starting to like this. And it's starting to get annoying, like arguing, people doing this at third. And then you start missing your own place, being in your own space. I don't know. I, don't, I can't really give a time frame. Because, you know, my, my family stay right over here. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We talking about physically in their house. Yeah, say say me and you were family, right? Mm -hmm. And I came, you you offered me a bed in your house, mm -hmm. and I stayed in that bed in your house. Yeah, one day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, I, I, I get. I it. can't. I, I left there. I left because my my family's from New York. Yeah. So I I, I actually have to go tomorrow. Me and my <laughs> old lady are driving upstate. Oh my gosh! But this time we're not staying at my father's house. Last time she made plans with him. Without me knowing, she's like, "Yeah, your dad said we could stay in the house." And I looked at her, and I was like, "Why? Why did you do that?" She's like, "Yeah, we're staying in the house." <laughs> I was like, "No." I was like, "You realize we're gonna be there for four days?" She's like, "Yep." I'm like, "Okay." 
day, man. First day, she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> more so because of his wife, his, uh, my stepmother or whatever. But he's a he's a crazy he's a crazy dude too. But, uh, one day, if I'm gonna stay in your house, one day, and then I have to branch off. But if we're talking about staying in there, like that state for that amount of time, I could go about three, four days. Okay. Because I mean, I still got my best friends are up there right now. That's why we're going to New York. Not particularly to visit my family, but those two, which are my family too. Yeah, I would say three days. Yeah. Because you can still branch up, like. You can I, still do what you guys yeah, need you want still, to do. Yeah, still branch up. Like you said, you got friends. You can go visit <clears> friends <throat> and all that stuff. Be good to catch up and all that. Mm -hmm. So for me, so yeah, y'all timeline is a lot faster than mine. So when I used to go home, I used to be there for two weeks, and that's when I first had the kids. And it was just me and the kids. I would stay at my mom's apartment. Uh, it'll be a week. Some days I'll come back there. Some days I wouldn't. But I could stay there about a week before I'm just like I need to get. Well, that's a different situation too because you had your kids that was living in Michigan. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't have nothing there. Yeah. When I was younger, I would go to New York all the time. Just because I wanted to party and whatnot, and my older sister lived there at the time. She had all her hot friends that was still around. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I went there. Now I don't. So another crazy thing is like, I don't know if you get this, but whenever you go home, you always have those relatives that are like, hey, why you didn't come and see me? Yeah. You know, like, why didn't you come over here? And I'm like, well, I drove. You were in town? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I drove 12 hours. Mm hmm. You're more than an hour away from my mom's house. Yep. So if you really wanted to see me, you could have took that hour. Yeah. Instead of me driving that extra hour afterwards, it was like, yeah. And that's why I feel like I stopped going home a lot because it always gets to that point to where there's always a relative that's like, yeah, why didn't you come visit me? Why didn't you come visit me? And I'm like, yeah, because I came up there to see my kids and I didn't really come up here to see you. Well, I'm not going to say it like that because that sounds kind I of messed would. up. I would, though. That's just me. Yeah. But it's always that situation to where I'm like, all right, well, you can totally come visit me, like, mm -hmm. and there would be no issue there. But that's always been the biggest thing I've hated about going home because every time I leave, I have a family member that's upset with trying me. to guilt trip you. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, well, you didn't come visit. Like you're acting brand new. Like uh, <laughs> I'm not acting brand new. I just I had a lot of things I had to do. Right? Yeah. Well, my family too is kind of like that. My family on my mother's side, they live three hours away and whatnot. They're all, they're all in bad stuff. A lot of them can't even leave the county. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't have the means to leave that county, too, or the reservation, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so for me, it kind of differs in between when I was single and when I was married. But that's going to bring me to the next topic, right? So do you all believe that single people should give married people advice? No. Nope. Not at all. No elaboration. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> for, for one, I feel like some. I feel like misery love com misery loves company. So, so I feel like some single people will give like even if you're not even you don't even have to be married. Just couples try to give their and it's, I feel like it's the girls too. Their girls will give their girls advice. Uh, they'll go. Well, what happened? Like say Alice has a girlfriend, Barbara or something. Yeah. Y'all have an argument or something or something that's bothering her. She'll go and tell Barbara about it. Mm -hmm. And Barbara, say she's single, I don't know if she is. Her, give her two cents. Oh, you need to leave him right now. This, that, and the third. Oh, yeah, he, he's no good, blah, blah, blah. So now she has that little seat in her head. Mm -hmm. 
and it just brings it back. And Barbara probably like, yeah, if she's single, I have my best friend back, and we can go out and do all this stuff and have fun in the city and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, just, I think the the girls they place this the seed in your girl's head, and then it brings it back to you, and they, they just start thinking and start relating all that stuff back to you. Absolutely. Yep. And yeah, <laughs> like when it comes to, and it's true. Like I don't know if you really ran into the situation at all, but those some of those female friends, yeah. all right, they they do. Oh, they, and Barbara, I'm not saying I was. Just, I'm just saying I was using that example. <laughs> she watches this. Well, yeah, just to kind of add on to what you were saying, like, first off, everybody's everybody don't need to know your issues. Yes, I, yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things that I had to learn. All right, so just a little background on me. I've been divorced before. Mm -hmm. So I know for a fact, not everybody needs to know what the hell y'all have going on. Because right. when you start to give people like little nuggets of information, it starts to create that seed. And I love you, mom, but you gave me the worst advice mm -hmm. when it came to, you know, trying to stay married. And it's funny because Alice, she was on these uh, blended family support groups. Right, and every single time, like you got families on there posting, like yeah, I'm having issues with the kids, blah blah mm -hmm. blah, and everybody's responses were always like, okay, well you need to leave, and I'm like, well if you're married, blended family, like step step yeah. children, yeah, yeah. If you're married to somebody, you're supposed to figure out how to work it out, like before you even get married. Mm-hmm. And like those, for me personally, just coming from a religious standpoint, I believe that marriage is supposed to be forever mm -hmm. all right i may have made some mistakes in the past but marriage is supposed to be forever like right or wrong thick or thin you're supposed to be by each other's side and if you're going into it thinking that you're going to leave somebody anyway i don't think that you should be getting into a marriage at all yeah i mean but that's just me why do you feel about just single people giving married people advice no because i wouldn't i wouldn't take my own advice from when uh back then you know what i mean yeah absolutely i was stupid still stupid but I was more dumb back then, so as a single person, I didn't have to care about nothing. So I'm not going to take their advice. Yeah, especially right. not over somebody else's, like, livelihood kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is your life. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I wouldn't. Not at all. Like, uh, I'm a single person. Like, yeah, I don't have to deal with that because I'm single. You just be single. Mm -hmm. Working on it'd probably be something stupid and could work on it, fix that, and keep it, keep it going. And I hate, I don't like when, uh, I don't like everybody knowing my, my business and information. Uh, I don't like, tell no one nothing either. I don't like like <laughs> of like of course not all relationships gonna be perfect at all. Nobody nobody's relationship is perfect. No. So there's gonna be problems within it. I hate when the girls go outside to their girls and tell them because then it paints a picture of you. Oh, they have a terrible relationship, or he's always doing because they all you can do a million good things, mm -hmm. and they're gonna tell you that one bad thing. That's what they remember the bad more than they remember the good. So yeah, I don't like. Single people trying to give uh, married people really, uh, advice. Yeah, and just to kind of add on to what you were saying about you know them painting that picture. Mm -hmm. So just a quick little backstory. So whenever I would talk to my mom about my marriage, mm -hmm. like before, I would always say all the bad things about everything that I had going on. Exactly. Right, and I would just be like, okay, well, she's doing this to me, blah blah blah. Not and when you're like we're the own we're the heroes in our own story. Like mm -hmm. you're never gonna tell people yeah. the bad stuff that you're, you're doing. No, exactly. No, no. Yeah, yeah. You gonna tell them exactly what the person's doing to you, and that's why like when it comes to when somebody asks me for advice now, I'm a lot more wise to it. Where I'm like, okay, well, 
Yeah, at the end of the day, people aren't perfect, but y'all need to figure out a way to navigate those situations as opposed to, no, no, forget all that. You need to leave yeah. because I know better. I know for a fact that I don't do everything right. And for me to try to give somebody advice, like I give, like I get everything right, I feel like that's a messed up way to do things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Advice is always a weird, a weird thing, because you got to take it as it is. Mm -hmm. If someone's trying to give you advice, maybe they didn't do the right thing in the first place. You never know. Yeah. So if they're trying to steer you in the right direction, that's that's for you to take. And it's weird. Like I've never really, like I don't really reach out to anybody for advice. Like, a lot of times I just talk about things that kind of just come on my mind. Mm -hmm. But I'm never really looking for somebody to give me advice in any yeah. situation. I mean, not that I don't respect, like, any of y'all in this room, but I just feel as if... I don't know. I just don't... I don't feel like a human can give me good information on... No, I'll ask. Like, there's been couples that I know that's... Because um, I, I do believe people got wisdom, so I see, like, couples that's been married for like 40, 30 years. So I ask them like, how did y'all stay together that long? Or like, what happened? And they'll tell you, like, off the gate, like, there's always going to be stuff that happens in it. But they give you advice and wisdom how they how they stuck to it and whatnot. So I, I'll ask them just to see what they say. And they all say something different for the most part. But the majority know. is those old dudes saying lie. <laughs> lie. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, it's So you don't even know. It's yeah. different, too, because, yeah. like, adding on to just this right here like mm -hmm. if you go to this for any advice a lot of times you're probably going to get the wrong answers so social media in general like you can look at instagram now like because i recently just hopped back on instagram and as a young man i can't imagine you know trying to date right now no because like i look on instagram and every other picture i'm seeing is like a half-naked woman and just doing whatever she's doing and then like even like they're just a lot of times it's just average looking women mm -hmm. and they have like all these followers and whatnot and i was just watching a video from a podcast i'm not gonna name but he was just talking about you know how high school kids nowadays they have all these followers and it was talking about how you know women they have all this clout mm -hmm. that they get just from doing nothing yeah, yeah. And it gets to the point to where they have all this clout and they're making all this money off of these Instagram things and whatnot that they find their counterparts, high school, college level, they don't really look to date them, right? They're looking more or less toward those older people that have money. Like, I can show on Instagram, like, I can just scroll up. It doesn't matter what I click on. Eventually, I run into a picture of a woman. Yeah. And it'll be something crazy. And then mm -hmm. she'll have, like, all these followers. But yet, you can tell she doesn't do anything. No. Well, everyone's just paying each other around here. I wish, I wish Instagram like just a week just shut their whole app down. And watch how cr like they would, everybody just flip out about it. So yeah, just, yeah, they would just flip out. Don't know. That happened not too long ago, huh? A couple months oh, ago. Yeah, but yeah, but that was yeah. like for a couple like yeah, it was hours. like an hour. Or well, more. Like, did you see everyone week? People were going crazy, crazy about that crazy. little hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So imagine a week what mm -hmm. people would do if we didn't have Instagram. And it just like it's crazy just to think about. Yeah, well, the only I got upset because I use uh, Messenger mm -hmm. to talk to my homeboys that don't either a can't you know have no cell phone mm -hmm. or whatever whatever or someone who doesn't live in the states you know what I mean. So I was trying to send this message. I'm like, oh, it ain't working. And guess what I did? Put it down. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, oh, that's weird. Threw not, it down and went about my life. Not a lot of people can do that. <laughs> it's like an addiction. Yeah, refresh, 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 refresh. Mm -hmm. Google, what's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah, it's, it's Facebook down? Facebook down. Hey, man, when I'm in the bathroom, I'm all over the social media. Because, hey, we used to what, read uh, soap bottles and whatever the hell was in there. Yeah. Like, I didn't, yeah, I remember just picking up the shampoo bottle real quick, reading the, mm -hmm. oh, it's aluminum sulfate. Like, <laughs> or doing what my aunt told me. She's like, twiddle your thumbs when you're waiting for something. And just sit there like this. I've never done that. Huh? You never did that? Nah. I did that as a kid all the time. Be bored. So, Dallas <clears throat> and me, we're doing this devotional on the Bible app. And not to get too, you know, crazy religious or whatnot. But it was talking about, you know, growing up you develop certain sins from your parents or certain like vices or things like that so apparently if you have an argumentative spirit or you like to argue with people that you were they said that you're emotionally you were emotionally abused as a child yeah and it's something that you need to like learn how to fix and I guess that's kind of what she was trying to say that, you know, as a child, I may have been emotionally abused and it makes me want to argue a lot more. So just not to get too crazy into it, but like, what are some things that you feel like you may have developed that may have been bad habits from your parents? Everything. This. <laughs> that's that's the first thing. But uh, no, it. Yeah. It, I like how you said that you, you, you guys are studying that Bible, but that's. Just how everyone's brought up. As everything around you is your environment, that's what makes you who you are. And like later when you're older, you get to pick and choose what you still do or not. I still have bad habits. I do bad shit all the time. And I don't realize it until my, my old lady, she's like, hey, you, uh, you were doing this to this person. I'm like, I don't. You know? Yeah, for me, just the environment that I grew up in, like, we don't really talk to anybody. We're not really friendly. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to meeting new people, I know me in general, I'm not the most approachable person when I'm out in public. Yeah. Just because, like, I, the neighborhood hoods I grew up in, you don't walk around with a smile on your face. You have to look mean at all times because your environment is mean. You don't need to be bothered. That's mm -hmm. all it is. You, want it. you just want people to leave you alone. Mm -hmm. That's it. Head nod, keep pushing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot and of times not even a head yeah. Never. My my father. That's one thing he told me. He's like, don't look down at the ground. If you're walking up on someone, look past them. Don't look down. Mm -hmm. That's probably one good thing he told me. It's weird now, cause kids now don't do that. Mm -mm. They look you directly in the eyes. Yeah, I don't like that. It's kind of weird. Don't look me in the spirit. eyes either. Cause if I don't know you, I don't. And I'm walking up at like, whatever, whatever, and someone's like looking at me like this. I look behind me. Like, what do you, you want something? Like in Looking at you in your soul and just a smile back, it's like a creepy smile. Mm. <laughs> nah, it's upsetting. I smile, I just kind of just look at it's it. It's upsetting. But a lot of times I just try not to pay it any attention. Yeah. What about you? You got anything you want to share? Uh, I feel like I don't argue a lot growing up because Alex and Chris used to argue a lot. Let's see where it's out like now. It's like after seeing how all that arguing going going nowhere, like I literally hate to argue. Like Alyssa will get mad, like when we get an argument because I won't say anything. Like to argue back, it's just her talking and arguing the whole time. And I'm just like so cool, calm, collected, and she's so used to people like arguing backward, and I just don't argue, and it just pisses her off when I don't argue back. Do me a favor, grab that mic, because I just realized it may or may not be catching you. <laughs> Why you say that? I don't know. 
I can't see the the levels on there. Yeah. I gotta figure out how to pull up the levels, but just in case. If yeah, just in case. I'm pretty sure it was. I think it. Is. I hope it was. If not, like, this one's not catching. That, I'm pretty sure that one. This one earlier, it was it was hearing you real good, even from far away. Real. Okay. Same with his. Well, I was gonna say you can put it down, but just want to just make sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I used to be that way too. I didn't like to argue, just because you know it's not getting nowhere. No, and I feel like also like it's now my job I do it, it it enhances it a lot. I don't argue with people at all because just it just hypes hypes the whole situation up. Doesn't make it go anywhere. So I don't even argue. You got it. You got it. Okay. And here's the last topic we're gonna talk about today. So. All right, so apparently there was a study done on those trigger warnings. You know how on videos they're like, okay, so here's a trigger warning real fast before they talk about certain things or they go into certain topics. But apparently trigger warnings are bad. So my question to y'all is when you know that bad news is getting ready to come, does it soften the blow a little bit more? So if somebody says, okay, here's a quick trigger warning, because my mom does this to me all the time. She's like, all right, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, well, instead of you sending me that text, why don't you just tell me what you wanted to talk to me about? As opposed to, you know, just getting me worried right now. You know, my mom does that all the time, pisses me off. She'll, <laughs> she'll, she'll call me, like, hey, what are you doing? And I'll be like, oh, like, say if I'm at work. I'll be like, oh, I'm, at, I'm at work. Um, uh, she's like, and she'll be like, Okay, call me when you're free. Uh, I need to talk to you about something. And I'm like, what is it? And then she'll get to a point like, well, it just needs to be done in person. Like, <laughs> you can tell me over the phone. She's like, oh, I can't discuss it right now. Like, send me a text about what it's about. Don't let, just don't hang up the phone. Leave me worrying for the next hour or something. Because now I can't even do my job. Now I'm itching thinking about what you have to tell me. Like, it's something crazy. So just t like tell me what it is. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like trigger warnings. Just tell me what it is. What about you? Oh my god. <laughs> my old lady, she, uh, when I do something stupid, and it, it happens occasionally, instead of doing nothing or saying something, she does this. Like, when she'd be sitting down, she's like, oh, hey, sit next to me. And I already know. I already know I'm going to get mad. So I'm just like, oh, shit. I hate, uh, I hate it. And it, uh, like, like he was saying, BJ, like, if you message me telling me you got some bad news, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't fucking do it. Right. Wait until you've seen me. Right, exactly. Like, I don't like surprises. Be like, hey, I got something to tell you. All right, exactly. tell me. No, I'm not going to tell you. Then why the fuck you just tell me that? Or call and tell me. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, because I, I ain't gonna lie, I've like, I ain't cuss her out, but I've had a very nice, long, detailed conversation with my mom, and I was like, mm -hmm. stop doing that. Yeah. It's basically the same thing as like when people will text you like, "What are you doing? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what do you want?" Depends on what it will answer like, "What am I doing?" Because <laughs> then if you say nothing, that opens up the whole realm to everything. Oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing nothing. Oh, you want to blah blah blah? This, no, tell me what you want first. I'll ask yeah. you what I'm doing. Like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, and that's why. Like, so I hit a weird spot. So normally, like with the job that I have. Right. Mm -hmm. We usually we're very direct. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not gonna like, like around the conversation. I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm doing this. Do you want to come? Right. But like recently, I was talking to somebody else that works in the same area where I work, and he was like, uh, like I walked up to him and I was like, hey, I need this from you. He's like, well, good morning. 
And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, good morning. Mm -hmm. I need this. I still need that. Yeah, like, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if that's viewed as rude, you know, speaking like that, but yeah. that's the way that I've, I've always, uh, that's the way I've learned to talk. Also, too, it's the mentality of that person you're talking to. Yeah. We were talking about it earlier, the younger people. Mm -hmm. You have to, like, let them know that they're okay. Like, oh, hey, man, you good? Yeah? Yeah? All right, here. Yeah. That's wasting time. You got to, like, <laughs> it's like you got to spoon feed certain people. Like, exactly. yeah, like, you know, is it, how are you feeling right now? All right. All right, now I'm going to give you this bad news and yeah. go ahead and ruin your day with right. offense. Mm -hmm. like, no, just give me the news. All right. Like, I, I'm not going to be that person that's going to dismiss words. I've never yeah. really been that type of person. Because we worked together before, but we were like that, too, with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you can't... Like, to me, it just it takes so long. Like, I'm not... I don't... We need to tell you what you need to do, and we got to go. And I don't really care about how you feel about it. Me neither. Like, I don't... And Talk that's why... That's when we're gone. Like, even, like, when it's kid, Like, when dealing with the kids... But mm -hmm. with the kids, I feel like it has to be a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Maybe with I children, do, it has to be different. I need to be a little bit too. different, yeah. No. Because you don't want them ever feeling like they that they can't approach you with anything or that you don't care. Yeah. Because you you have to you have to care. Right? Yeah. But a lot of times I'm not gonna lie to you, when it comes to the kids, <laughs> I'm just like and they get into arguments and they're like, uh oh, well, such and such did this to me and I'm I don't care. Mm -hmm. I just shut up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like I'm like that too in so many good times because you were talking about blended families earlier. Yeah. Her son, he's eight years old, about to be nine. I'm not too easy on him. It is what it is. Yeah. He'll be doing something stupid. We're like, hey man, why you do that like that? He's like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you doing that? He's like, keeps doing that. I'm like, oh, fuck you up, kid. <laughs> no, it's always funny, yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, those that step parent lifestyle it's is hard. different. Cause like you have to really take a step back sometimes, and you just have to let things play out. Because at the end of the day, I'm never gonna put my well, I don't put my I hands on any kids anymore. Yeah. Well, so I just kind of just step back, but my kids, I don't know why, but there's a fear. Like my biological kids, all together I have, we have five all together. But when it comes to, you know, the step kids, I have to take a step back a lot of times. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times when I catch them doing something that I view as disrespectful, yeah. like my wife may not see it that way. So yeah. I have to dial it back a little yeah, bit, like, okay, and just let it play out. And a lot of times she's like, you know, why didn't you check it? Because I didn't know how you were really yeah. taking it. Because you're going to get mad at me for trying to check it. Yeah. So it's a sticky situation. Mm -hmm. But I love all the kids. But you said, like, this, with your biological kids, the three, was kind of two, with CJ and uh, Corinne, mm -hmm. they have more fear than uh, Ariana and Valerie if something, if something were to happen, like, they were doing something bad. So, yeah. I say there's like, like they don't really test me at all. Yeah, as far as how like Ariana back. No, they yeah, they'll they'll test you. Yeah, yeah. They will test you all day long. They'll they'll push your buttons. Yeah. Like yeah. actually, they won't even push the button. They'll See, go they, right around the button. They mm -hmm. know what they can do to you, but they want to go home and exactly. do that do that to Rick. Yeah. Because they, they, they know it's, it's, exactly. a, it's a different type of fear. Because mm -hmm. you know, oh yeah, he, he'll do this to me. This well, they're not dumb kids. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they, they know. They know. They're I dumb. I had a stepmother too, right? And she was super young when my father married her. She was 28 years old. Yeah. And my sister was 16, 17. You know, that's kind of... Yeah, 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 my, yeah. my father's in his 60s now. She's not even 50 yet. Ooh, you see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. First of all, pimping. Second, <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, like, I know how it is. So when Junior's doing something, 
I already know mm-hmm. because I did the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not stupid. Yeah, you know like, what I'm <laughs> but I got my ass for it. We don't. I don't touch him. And nah, yeah, and yeah. I've I've been in it like uh, when my mom had when she was married. So we had a stepfather growing up. He used to beat the hell out of us, and I couldn't imagine me doing that to somebody else's like kid. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I got like that dude used to beat the crap out of me, like to the mm-hmm. point that there was like bruises and everything. I remember going to school one time in particular. Like I had like a black eye, like yeah. everything was just bruised everywhere. And like there was like a bunch of cuts like on my butt, like it was like bleeding and stuff back there. But I had to make up excuses when I was going to school, like hey, you know that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. I tripped and I fell. As a boy, it's a lot easier. Yeah. I've been playing in the, in the streets, so I've been playing in the woods. Mm-hmm. My mom used to be the hell out of me. <laughs> but uh, did y'all like when y'all you got did y'all get whoopers when y'all were kids? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did y'all did y'all run from them? Uh, just, sometimes. sometimes. I depending on what. I it almost was. got away once. <laughs> yeah. I I would always run. Like I'm not just gonna sit there and just <laughs> you got to yeah. work for this damn whooping. <laughs> that would always make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> And then I remember one time I tried to act like it didn't hurt, and that made it worse because he just started going hard with it. But mm-hmm. I'm not, so I was like, yeah, I can't do that anymore. It's funny you said that. My sister and I did that too. Because <laughs> uh, he whooped us, like, he just yeah. back, smacked us on the ass this time. You know, yeah. we were younger, but we were like, ah. you know, he took off. She started laughing too soon. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he came right back. <laughs> my, my little sister, she would just stay there and just. Like, like get hit, whip, whip, screaming, screaming, mm-hmm. and I knew my turn was coming up next. I'm like, how do you just sit there the whole time? I gotta run, I gotta move something. That shit hurts. And most of the time they have you by the wrist. Though. Yeah, they, so and they have you at a wrist. You're just running in a circle. circle. <laughs> yeah. Nah, so I was all that. Nah, that's how I knew what I was getting was like abuse, cause like I was like he would literally like tie me to the yeah bed, yeah yeah strip yeah. me like I would be stripped completely naked and oh, he would yeah. just be beating the hell yeah. out of yeah. me. I remember I got free one time. And I'm like butt ass naked, just running, running toward the door. Yeah. I almost made it. I grabbed the door. He hopped down the steps, pushed the door. I was because <laughs> yeah. I already knew I was about to catch it. <laughs> it wasn't until I was like a teenager is when me and my dad actually started fighting, fighting like grown men. Mm. Because you know when you're like 14, 15, 16 years, 16 years old, you think you're tough. Oh yeah, absolutely. That. Oh my god, I made the wrong choice. He punched me square in the nose. I don't think he, it was the worst thing ever because I fell and then he kept hitting me. My head was hitting the ground. He said, you know, acting like a man, he will treat you like a man. I'm like, okay, nah, I'm never going to do that to you again. My mama, she, uh, I, I just remember when she stopped giving me whoopings. Like I was like, she was whooping me one day and I just kind of standing there like, you know, are you done? <laughs> so she like went in the room, she picked up her little pistol. I was like, hey, you got it. Yep. You know what killed me? Uh, the worst, the worst part was after I get the whooping, my mom had the audacity to say, this hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I promise you it don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to get these whoopings. It hurts me to give you these whoopings more than it hurts you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And in all honesty, I don't think I was that bad as a kid. I remember one real bad thing I did. Like, can you remember the worst thing you did as a kid? Yeah. Because I remember... We were playing in the living room, and there was a glass table just like the one that this is on. I mean, my brother was playing football in the basement, and I pushed him, and he fell through the table. That wasn't even the worst weapon that I got, but that was the the worst thing that I remember doing as a kid. Uh, I, I have a I lot of I, recollection of I think bad I was stuff. In, uh, probably like ninth grade. It was spring break. 
you might have known about the story or not, but uh, I remember me and Cassandra, we went, I think she was in eighth grade, we wanted to go to South Carolina to our uncle's house because he stays on yeah. the beach. And uh, my mom said no because she wanted to spend time with us for the week and for spring break. So Alice uh, was going up. Did Crystal go? Oh, no. I think Alice, Alice said she was going. So she made a plan up, said, um, when you go home at night, tonight I'm going to come pick you up. We're just going to drive to South Carolina for spring break. So we went out the back door because it, it was an alarm on the front door. So we went out the sliding door to the back of our house. And we ran out, and I forgot to close the slide door too. <laughs> <laughs> so we ran out, drove, drove, we were in the hotel, and I remember my mom calling saying, where you're at? Where? No, I didn't even talk to her, I think Alice did, and she was, my mom was pissed. And she was even more pissed that we left the dang slide door open for anyone to just come <laughs> in or whatnot. So yeah, we, we enjoyed a week over there, had a blast over there in South Carolina. We came back, we had school on Monday, came back Sunday night. And we came back late because we was like, yeah, my mom would be asleep. So we, it was like maybe like 1 in the morning. We come creeping up the stairs, pitch dark. I flick the light on. She's sitting in the couch. She's <laughs> sitting on the couch. It was just like this mean mug face. I swear, she didn't talk to us for like a week. Uh, we got back. But it was a hell of a trip. Fun as hell. I ain't gonna lie to you, like, you, get, you get caught off guard like that. You're like, yeah, yeah. Can't do uh, nothing but hold to it. Nah, yeah. What about you? You remember one timers in, in particular? Depending on what you want. I was a terrible kid. I feel bad for my father still to this day. <laughs> uh, I say as like a child, the worst thing, uh, we always used to mess the house up, like accidentally put holes in the wall. Stuff that costs money. Yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't have money. Yeah. So there was this one time, it was like the bed frame of my twin, my twin bed I had, you know, the metal one yeah. or whatever. I, we, it's like your son's. We done broke it three times in a row. So we kept having to buy one. And it wasn't even always me. My sister like used me as a scapegoat because she was older. And that's his baby girl. Yeah. So she got this Polaroid for Christmas. The best thing ever. And it was the Polaroids that you could draw on. Okay. So we set it up and it had a timer, and so she was jumping on the bed to have a time to pic take a picture of her in the air. And we still, I, I want to find him. We, I still have the picture, or she has it. But uh, either way, she did it, landed on the corner of my bed, bent that leg in once again, <laughs> and I was, I was freaking out because it was my room. It was my bed. It was always my bed that got broke. We never did this shit in her room or on her bed, and uh, I'm freaking out. I don't know. She, we got a hammer. His ball peen, and I'm trying to hit the hit the bed frame back. I split that hammer in half, <laughs> trying to hit the bed frame back. And mind you, I'm like seven, eight years old yeah, at this time, so yeah, I'm just yeah. like, well, there's two things. <laughs> Luckily, I was able to put the hammer back together to where you could barely see that it was broken. Yeah. Put it back in his toolbox where it was. My sister had this bright idea. She was like, hey, just stack all these books under there and pull your your bed sheets over, like my my uh comforter and yeah. blanket and whatnot yeah. pull it over he won't see it mind you my dad took all the doors off our rooms because he wanted to know what we we're doing at all times and my bed in this house well this little ranch style type small house we lived in was right where the kitchen was yeah so as soon as you walked in you walked right by my room you know because it was open and you could see everything was going on in my room and <laughs> right away he walks in just as like <laughs> and he we had a uh, old TV from when he was a kid. I mean, it still worked as a color TV, but he he ripped those damn bunny ears off the top, 
grabbed my hat, straight across my back. I was running around, you know, as a kid, you run around with your shirt off, yeah. minimal clothes. Hit me across the back. I couldn't breathe. I was so warm, and I was like, ah. you know, you know what I'm talking about? That feeling. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, you're not your it was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And then that wasn't even bad. Like he, you know, he cussed me out. All this, that, and the other. And he asked my sister. He's like. Did Eric do this? She was like, yeah, it was him. Oh. Mind you, there's pictures of her, a Polaroid pictures of her just in the air, above my bed, all this stuff. I need to I need to find these. I'll text them to you. I'll ask my sister because I'm pretty sure she has them. Take a picture of them shits and send them to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, show yeah. you. I want to see those. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. But that's not even the worst thing. So after, you know, it cussed me out, he hit me with those, I had this welt mark that was about two foot long, because them bitches were full extended. It was like shoulders down to the, I don't even know. Um, we had this porch. It's an old porch. We're in New York, so everything gets, you know, with the weather, it pulls everything out. Yeah. So we had nails sticking out of the damn porch. The same day, he grabs that hammer, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he goes up to that damn porch to the first two steps, goes to hit the fucker, Motherfucker flies off, <laughs> and I'm in the I'm in the like area. I'm looking at him. I see him. He fucking does that. He just turns around and somehow makes eye contact with me. <laughs> it was the worst day of my life, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I tell you, I was like seven, eight years old. You know, my mother had just passed away, so it was just us three, and he's just like, <laughs> I feel so bad, and I always broke his tools. I don't know what it was until I was like until I left his house. I always broke his tools, but for some reason it was worse for me to tell him I did it than just to let him Yeah, because you know. don't never preemptively as a kid. I'm not telling you. <laughs> you gonna have to figure <laughs> this out. Find out. They got to figure out which kid did it. Yeah, it was terrible. Well, he always knew yeah, it was yeah, me, yeah. or my sister would tell him it was me. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, my parents, like, luckily, that's how I knew my brother was, like, he was different. Because, like, me and him never, like, told on each other when it came to them situations. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was younger, and this was, like, one of the worst whoopings that he ended up getting. Like, uh, he went in there, and, like, he drew something on the covers. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah. So, I was just kind of looking at it, and I was like, and, like, uh, then my stepdad comes in there, he's like, who drew that on the covers? I'm like. What are you talking about? Then I look and I, he sh like he flips the covers up. I was like, I don't know. No, one of y'all know. Well, my brother drew a dick on there. He drew a dick on the covers. <laughs> and like I still didn't like really figure out like what the hell it was. And I was like, then I thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, somebody about to catch you. Yeah. Me and both caught it like real bad that day. Y'all both did? Oh yeah, we you both didn't do it? it. I didn't tell. Shit, I would have like one thing I know for sure, Dad. I ain't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I never had that chance. I was a, the younger one, mm -hmm. so I didn't know how to lie yet. Well, I did, but not well. <clears throat> and it's funny, like, as an adult now, hearing a kid lie to me, I'm always like, it's like they, the they think shit you've ever heard. Like, nah, yeah. nah. Like, you can't lie to me. Like, I've done this. <laughs> I've been in this situation. It's funny, though, because you think, like, as a kid, you think, like, yeah, you, you're good. Yeah, you get like, yeah, yeah, you think you're slick. You're slick, but now growing up and seeing how they are, and they saying something to you, you know, you can tell their line. Oh, damn, that's how I was looking when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Did I really look this stupid? Damn, mm -hmm. I'm really looking this dumb. Everyone did. <laughs> As a kid, you're just not thinking about it. Oh, like, yeah, you got a full trick. <laughs> Yo, I got, I got another weird story. I don't know. It's just a weird culminating event. of shit. 
So my sister and my dad and me, we would always go to this one gas station. He would get his coffee because it was right up the street, right? And there was this dude there that had his fingers never split apart. They weren't webbed, but they weren't apart. And I don't know, it was terrible. He used to call him the crab man or whatever. <laughs> but we went up in there. And I wanted a cheese stick, you know, those single cheese sticks that you could get, yeah. whatever. He's just trying to get his fucking coffee, but I'm running around the damn store like a fool. And uh, I remember I ran by him. I don't remember bumping into him. I'm pretty sure I didn't, but he just turns around with this hot, steaming pot of coffee, just psh, straight on my back. <laughs> Yo! Oh. Yo! So, I'm fucking dying. It, this shit just came off. It's like lava, dog. And I'm like, I'm like seven years old, straight down my back. I had my head welts already from it. Dang. All this, that, and the other. I'm just like screaming. I look up at him. He's just looking at me like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then what makes it worse is fucking my dad named Crab Hands oh. come up and starts trying to like help me and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm scared, and my dad's just sitting there, just letting this dude touch me. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, he never said nothing, but he got me. He got this cheese stick for me, mm. and he got one for him. And my sister, you know, to make a kid yeah. feel better, you yeah. give them what they, you know, whatever. So I'm in the back seat, and I see that they're peeling the cheese stick, you know, like, long ways. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do it. He turns around, and he's like, you don't eat it that way. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you got to bite it like normal. <laughs> so he made me eat this cheese stick, like, biting it like this while my sister and him were peeling it like this. <laughs> because he knew I would make a mess in the back seat. <laughs> So he was like, nah, man, that's not how you eat cheese sticks, dude. You gotta do it like this. Nah, you gotta peel it. Yeah. <laughs> but he did that to me yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a weird one, man. That was hilarious. Exit 14 off of 481 in Phoenix, New York. That's where that fucking gas station was. <laughs> it was a Sunco gas station, I still remember. It's still there. I seen it uh, in May when I went up there. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say like I think we are good. I think mm -hmm. that's, we got plenty of great content. Yeah. I appreciate y'all coming yeah. through, man. For yeah, real, no problem. Just um, next time I'm, I'm gonna come with some uh, some more topics. Okay. More topic, yeah. So yeah, we'll just uh, hash that up uh, off camera. But no, yeah. it's been great. We'll catch everybody the next time. I just been we're not experts, and we'll catch y'all the next time. Peace. <laughs> Oh Lord, I got hot in here real fast. Yeah, because we're all breathing and laughing and shit. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, that was good. Oh. How do you turn this off? I'm not just even going to touch no, that. No, you're good, you're good, you're good. There's a no, button right there. This one? Yep, just hit that button. The last.